Fast Sorry, night. listeners. This spooky <laughs> sip episode is about selling sunset. Selling sunset. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Spooky Sips, where we put our love of horror movies into a podcast and sip some spirits along the way. I'm one of your hosts, Yvette. I'm here with my co-hosts, Laura and Brianna. Hello. Hey. All right. Well, happy holidays, listeners, because it is almost Christmas. So to get us in the spirit, we just watched the 2015 Krampus. Is that how you say it? Krampus. Okay. Um, So essentially, it centers around this little kid, Max, who just wants the Christmas season to be what it used to. He feels like everyone around him and his family has lost the Christmas spirit. So he's Been just there. wishing that it could be <laughs> what it used to be. He writes a sweet letter to Santa, but then he gets discouraged because it's just chaos in his house and he tears the letter up and throws it away, mm-hmm. which summons essentially this horned beast demon Krampus who terrorizes this family on Christmas Day. And that's what it's about. That's it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have, do either of you know about Krampus? Have you heard about Krampus before this movie? Yes. I had heard yeah. of it before. I've also watched this movie before. Um, okay. I hadn't watched the movie, but I had yeah. heard of like Krampus. I feel like Krampus was, for some reason, like really big. Am I misremembering? I feel like it kind of became like a thing. Yes. A few it, years ago. Like maybe right before this movie came out or while this movie was out. Yes. I feel like it became a thing. I have the same like recollection of it. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think there was this little period in time where we we all were obsessed with Everybody it. was talking about yeah. Krampus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember I, I had never heard of Krampus. And mm. then when I worked um it, it at a place in Rochester. Uh, there was a coworker who I think I mentioned this when we were deciding this movie, who was like super into Krampus. And I had never heard of it before. And I think this was probably back in, I don't know, 2011, maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that was the first I had ever heard of Krampus. And then I feel like, yeah, a few years later, it blew up and everybody yeah. knew about Krampus. Mm-hmm. So, that you've um, watched before. Yes, I did watch it. I did not watch it in theater. I remember watching it at home. So I probably watched it like a year or two after it came out. So probably like six, seven years ago. So it'd been a while. It honestly been long enough that I remembered like a few pieces here and there. But I did remember the ending, which unfortunately, I I think kind of tainted my re-watching of it yeah yeah you know because i did remember like while watching it i was like whoa wait that's right <laughs> right that's right okay so i know how either of you heard of it the movie even though you hadn't watched it i remember like hearing about it in passing but i don't remember it like being a big deal yeah, yeah. like I, I think back to 2015 and i'm like i don't know that i even like Knew or cared that it was a movie, I guess. Well, that's because that's yeah. the year we lived together, Brianna. So we were just in a drunken stupor. Oh, we were just drunk here. for 365 days. <laughs> yes. That's we the year we, we lived together. Um, well, for at least one day, you were feeling healthy because I was trying to look up whether or not we had done a 2015 movie before. So I just looked up in like Google 2015 and for some reason, one of the things that popped up was a picture of all of us at the Color Run 5K. 
Oh my god! So gosh. in 2015, we all did a 5K. Oh yes. my gosh, you're right. That was when I first moved to Utah. Yeah. yeah I think it was maybe, I don't know, just a, a, the, maybe the first weekend I was here or something. It was really, really soon. Yeah. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. We all did a fun run. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Amazing. <laughs> it was pretty, that was a fun, fun run too. It was. Yeah. It was a good run. It was good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I had heard of Krampus coming out, but I don't think I heard much about it. And I'm kind of surprised mm-hmm. because it has a lot of people in it. Tony Collette, one of our favorite actresses, the guy who plays Ben in Parks and Rec. And Adam Scott. Adam <laughs> Scott, thank you. <laughs> I'm bad with names. You're good. You're good. No, it has an all-star cast. It like I, You can't talk about this movie without kind of starting with the cast. Oh, because yeah. That is one thing that this movie does well. Like the cast is great, the acting is well done. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like, I feel like they somehow got really lucky, mm-hmm. and and I really that's it. I think it was like their first um, kind of choice for every role agreed to be in the movie. Yeah. So it was like okay, great. I think the only uh, person that they had a hard time casting was Omi, the grandma. Mm-hmm. Oh, like they had cast someone, and then randomly they couldn't do it. And then they cast someone else, and then they randomly had to drop out. And then they cast someone else who also dropped out. So the final actress was it. This was their fourth round of just people kept dropping out. It was like something random would come up. Like, it it was just completely random. Well, it worked out because I really liked that role. Like, I I liked that I thought she did great. Yeah. 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 I, I think liked she her because I felt like she was such a contradiction of it's this very small, timid looking grandma. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, t- at certain points throughout the movie, she just stands tough. Yep. And yeah. yeah so I, I liked her too. Yeah. yeah I think totally. she played it really well. Yeah. Um, so should we start right at the beginning? Because this yeah. movie starts as a Christmas movie. Right. Yeah. Really. And that's, I think, what they. The director and the country that's what they were hoping for they said we were we we're going to commit to 15 minutes like act one mm-hmm. is a full christmas movie okay. no fantasy no horror just start like any other christmas movie mm-hmm. and other than the intro right. of black friday that's what i was gonna say i i yeah. was gonna say well i'll agree with that for the most part except for the very very opening gave mm-hmm. me such flashbacks to the movie we just watched thanksgiving i know yeah. i thought the same because i totally friday. forgot that's how it yep. started <laughs> and everyone just looks miserable yeah like they just look mad or sad or disappointed or frustrated it's perfect it's chaos it's yeah, it's, it's chaos. a little um more tame than the thanksgiving black friday right. scene Right. A bit. Like, yeah. Just a yeah, little there's bit. no like severed arteries or, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a solid start. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, you know, here's Christmas. This is what Christmas has kind of become. So let's show it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Set the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it did that perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, then it becomes very Christmassy. And Max, the, you know, the main kid who, who all he wants to do is watch like Charlie Brown and he's so cute. Um, his he's so cute, and his family is kind of just caught up in the look of things, or dismissive, or stressed yeah. out, or just very dysfunctional. Yes, mm-hmm. very dysfunctional. Yeah, and then we yeah. get the extended family. Yes, 
know, coming into town for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I just, I could feel the stress. I was like, I know that this is just them trying to do a Christmas movie, but like, I feel stressed just watching this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And just very, very different, very clashing lifestyles of the families. Mm -hmm. So Max's family is all, you know, prim and proper at least the mom and you know yeah, like their house looks like oh yeah in the neighborhood from home alone yeah like absolutely it's, it's a nice home and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like clearly they have some money and then the the aunt and cousins they show up and the best way i think to describe them to give people a, a visual for how these people are is to explain what they describe as the best meal <laughs> instead of it being this fancy thanksgiving meal and this meal has a very close place in my heart. Their idea of a good meal is mac and cheese with cut up hot dogs in it. <laughs> yeah. Which is what I make my husband whenever uh, I, I'm trying to be romantic because that was the first meal I ever made for him when we very first moved in together. Oh, that's amazing. Well, actually, no, it wasn't when we first moved in together. It was when we first moved into kind of a nicer um apartment mm, mm-hmm. i made him mac and cheese with cut up hot dogs and we went and we ate it in the courtyard <laughs> and we we're convinced now it's a romantic meal it's so it's romantic not. as someone that from their childhood hated both hot dogs and mac and cheese <gasps> I, it disgusts me like when we were growing up when we would make mac and cheese like my parents would set aside the noodles before it got cheesed for me because i hated like the mac and cheese. That's wild. I understand yeah. the hot dogs. Hot dogs kind of right. gross me out. But mac and dogs. cheese. I know. I know. Now, I know I've slept on wow. that and have, you know, righted my wrongs. But yeah. Yep. I love hot dogs. It's so funny because I am not much of a meat eater at all. Mm-hmm. And there have been many uh, phases throughout my life where I just completely give up meat. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I miss is hot dogs. That's so funny. They're just delicious. <laughs> They're so good. I stand by it. <laughs> Santa hot dog. Oh. Anyway, so sorry. I totally derailed us again. <laughs> no, yeah. So, I mean, it, it kind of plays out like the tension. You can feel it. Mm-hmm. Tension is palpable. Um, and Max has written this letter to Santa where oh. he's like saying what he wants for Christmas. And his two cousins are like giving him a hard time they're like bullying him and they get the letter and then they read it out loud and it's just sad and uncomfortable because all he wants is for his family to like be okay and get along and love each other like yeah and it's just a very sad scene um so he ends up tearing the letter up well, and then just be- kind of releasing it into the the world and before he tears it up, he does the worst job of putting a folded letter into an envelope I have ever seen in my life. I was like, what is wrong with this kid? Just put the fold the paper and put it in the envelope. It was like all it couldn't fit. And I was like, you're making <laughs> he, this way harder. He than did that. it in a strange I he noticed. He was upset. Did that bother anyone else? I was like, what no, is wrong he with He was you? just upset. That's all. Anyway. Thank goodness he ripped it up because that was driving me nuts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but the letter was so cute. I loved yes. Max. This this whole intro, I was like, they got me. Poor yeah. Max. He just wants his family to get along. And then I wrote down our first death. Yeah, because he yeah. tears it up and then he we kind of get 
uh, zoom out of the house and you see this dark storm coming. Mm, Very ominous. Yeah, super ominous. And then the next day they wake up and it is just like a layer of like four feet of snow. And just blizzardy, windy conditions. just dumped. Yeah. And very spooky looking snowmen have been built. Out. I think first he sees one. He sees one, one very creepy. I, I loved the snowmen. I know so, they didn't even show them that much, but I I know I loved them. I no, know. They, they are they were a very good use of props, I guess. Yeah. Like they're they're very creepy and very cool. Yeah, like taking, you know, just a, a classic snowy thing, and then they just they did it in a way where it was just creepy enough. Yeah. Yes. I actually feel like they did that with with all of the things that we'll soon talk about, all of the toys and stuff, where they found a way to make it so creepy. Yes. Yeah. Typical fun things. They just made it look absolutely demonic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they did good with that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Um, So we get Beth, who, upon seeing the storm, wants to go find her boyfriend because Mm -hmm. he hasn't texted back. Yep. Which to her is strange. She's like, this is weird. And and he only lives a couple blocks away. Yeah. Right. So she's like, you know, I'll be fine. Be back in an hour. So they're like, yeah, that, okay, that's fine. Which, like, fair. The storm kind of just started. A couple, right. you know, the house is close by. It's like, okay, we'll yeah. let her go. It's a little spooky because the power has gone out, I think. Right. That's right. So there's yeah. a little bit of um, just uncertainty with what's mm-hmm. going on. And then I think we as an audience have seen too, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I actually believe at this point we already saw that, did the DHL driver die? The delivery person? <gasps> yes. Yes. Yeah. So we've seen that there has been a death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I I think he's our first death. Yeah. I think he is. I totally forgot about him. And I, yeah, I forgot when they showed him, but they did. They absolutely flashed mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. Yes. But then, but then, yeah, we see her going out in the storm. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get to see our our monster, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Beth is. Yeah, just, we see him on the roof, right? Yeah, Beth yes. is just walking, and I feel like it was like you know the the scene changes. You know, it gets quiet, mm-hmm. cold, like clearly mm-hmm. something's wrong, and then she sees Krampus on the roof. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just this giant mm-hmm. being with these yeah, babies hopping. Ones. Off, yeah, it, it, like yeah. just runs along the rooftops. Yeah, of he's houses. just jumping across the roofs of the houses. Mm-hmm. And so she's just like she books it. She just runs. She sees the DHL truck, I think, and yep. hides under it. Yeah, like that's her strategy. Like I'll just come down here, right? And we see Krampus. We get the steps. Yeah, you know that she sees yep. while she's hiding under the truck. Hooves. Yes, his yeah. hooves. And then I think it it. It makes it seem like he has left. Yeah. But then he puts this this music box under mm-hmm. the truck with her that plays Silent Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a jack like, in the box. Oh, it's like, oh, shit, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think yeah. we hear her scream, right? Yeah. yeah. Just like, yeah. But mm-hmm. I wasn't sure at that point because then, and that was for a yeah. lot of the deaths in this movie. I was like, they they go away, but we they don't, disappear. But we, we don't, don't have see confirmation. No, right. I and I th- do think a big part of that is this movie is rated PG thirteen, mm-hmm. mm. and I think in order to keep that 
they had to cut, you know, anything. Right. They they had to cut away before you could actually see anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes, especially for kids, that can be even scarier. Because then oh, right, yeah. stuff you make up in your brain is way mm-hmm. worse than, well, mm-hmm. maybe not, depending well, on the movie. But I mean, in my brain for sure, but. <laughs> <Mine too>. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And we realize when stuff starts to go down, you know, right around now in the movie, mm-hmm. Ami, the grandma, she knows. Yes. Yeah. Like she instantly knows. I think everyone else is in denial, mm-hmm. right? but she knows. Yeah. And I just, okay. My, my one thing though is she knows because she's keeping the fire lit yep. and going and she's mm-hmm. like the whole movie, right? It's like, oh, it's weird. She's, she's sitting way too close to the fire, like tending to it really strictly. Right. And it's like, you know, warn the rest of the family, you know, right. right. let them know to keep the fire up. I, I feel like a little bit more communication Agreed. would have helped. I agree. At the beginning. Agreed. Yeah. Had she just been a little bit more stronger and clearer with, hey, this is what's up. This is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Y- y'all can try to run. It's not going to work. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I wish, I wish she would have had a little bit more dialogue right right yeah. so we have not a death but an attack yes yes <laughs> because they hop in the hummer right to go search for Beth because she hasn't come back and it's getting dark and it's getting late and it's been well over an hour um and I, what is it there they find a, a snow plow that is you know abandoned yeah and they get out to explore it and i think they go to Beth's boyfriend's house, right? Yes. To, and Which is where they see, I mean, it's snowed inside the right. house. Like the inside the house is cold. You get the the gingerbread man <laughs> with the knife. Yes. Yes. And, and I, I have, it. so I have written down several, what I think was done really well in this movie was mm-hmm. the use of amazing quotes. Yes. And so we get the first one that I wrote down. So yeah, mm-hmm. when they're in the house, mm-hmm. they see this gingerbread man and it just has this knife through its head or something. It's just been stabbed. And the uncle says, whoever did this is a demented son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's his reaction to seeing this, just this stabbed gingerbread man. Right. Right. <laughs> and yeah, so then he he gets attacked and he gets like dragged through the snow and like something. Yeah, and like an into the snow. Yeah. Yes. He's trying to, because as we, I think, later find out, they're dragging people into hell. Yeah. yeah. That's what the monsters are coming up to do. Yep. It kind of reminds me of how Tremors was with the mm-hmm. Tremor monsters going through the dirt. It's yeah. the snow kind of raises up as this thing is like coming at people, yeah. which, I mean, we've talked about Tremors now twice I on know. the podcast. <laughs> I think at some point. I guess that's going to have to be one of our movies. <laughs> It'll happen. More. It'll happen. We have a few... Uh, queued up but yes. we, we could do it after our our queue that's a good summer movie so mm-hmm. we can we can do it in the summer yes. <laughs> oh my gosh um but yeah so the uncle gets attacked and he gets uh bitten by something and i do think that was the goriest thing they probably showed in the entire movie yeah i think is so. his leg mm-hmm. because yeah. it is disgusting yeah yeah, it's like it is like, like they did an incredible job, but it's like his entire leg is just like raw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's the only it's way really and bloody. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, 
And then I think, right, I think you're right. I think that's when. Yeah, they get back to the house. They get back. Yeah. Because it's like, all right, something's something's definitely going. Yeah. And And the the aunt is drinking because she like she does that right i guess we should have explained that too like right from the beginning right she's yes. drinking and then she she's like explaining to kid the kids like getting ready to hear Gra- Omi's storytelling about her she needs her peppermint schnapps yes. yeah yes, yes. I, how have we waited this long to talk about the aunt <laughs> oh <laughs> i love the aunt i know i don't i don't remember that actress's name but like i know who she is from other yeah. things like growing up like sitcoms and things uh-huh. but i she's fantastic yeah she's so good the oh, yeah. so the good. uninvited christmas guest and <laughs> she is she plays it perfectly yeah, yeah. she really does <laughs> she yeah, has so, so many of the best quotes too <laughs> right from the beginning she comes in and she's like um where's my eggnog yep <laughs> yep <laughs> which is what we're sipping on I feel yes. like we have to talk about yes. it now. So we decided in honor of the aunt, which what's what was her name in the movie? I don't remember. Oh, what is it? Hold on. I, I know I have it because I wrote it down in the deaths. Uh, aunt Dorothy. Dorothy. Oh, right. Yeah. So her name is Conchata Farrell. Oh, okay. I, I don't know that, was that I would have known that, but I yeah. know like I know yeah. who she is. Like, Yeah. yeah. So anyway, she's she's just wanting to get straight to business when she get, arrives and needs her eggnog. And so we decided we will honor her mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. sip on some eggnog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know much about eggnog. Do either of you like eggnog much? I, I like, like it. it. I like it once a year yeah. at yeah. Christmas. I like it one time a year. That's- also, just had some bad eggnog. You know, it's like, yeah. I, it's one of those things that I don't, have super often and then the few times that i'll like try some it ends up being kind of bad yeah mm. so it's like you know I, I i blame the ones i've tried right yeah okay yeah well when i i was because i don't know much about eggnog last year when i went to go get some i was just at the grocery store randomly and i just decided there you know it was a couple of brands and i thought oh, i'll try this one so i randomly picked it's the southern comfort brand of eggnog and as i picked it up this woman, I've never had a reaction like in a uh, situation like this in a grocery store. She comes up to me, she's like, "That is the best eggnog. It is amazing. Um, I'm getting three of them. Once you have this type, you'll never have another type of eggnog again." And I was like, "Okay, this was very unsolicited." Oh my gosh, how back, funny! But I'll I'll get it. Oh, I love that. So, um, yeah. So anyway, we got. Uh, we're going to recommend Southern Comfort eggnog, yes. and. Then just add some Southern Comfort or whatever whiskey you would like to it. Yes. And then I like to garnish it with sprinkling a little bit of cinnamon, mm. a little bit of Ooh. nutmeg, and a little bit of ground cloves I like too. Oh, Ooh. And then put a peppermint stick in it. Yes. I mean, yes. And serve it in a cute Christmas mug. Love it. So festive. Perfect. Yeah. So yep. that's, that's what we're going to sip on. I feel like that's a perfectly festive. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. So yeah, we're back. We're back in the house. They've boarded up. We should say they've boarded their whole house up, um, except for the fireplace. And this is where Omi tells us the story. And the whole time she's only spoken, it's German, right? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's only spoken in German. Um, But this time she like, it starts her story with English 
And everyone's like, oh my gosh, like, so they're all listening. And I love the way that they like retold this story. Like I loved the animated. Yeah, the animation was really cool. cool. Yeah, it was very much that that Christmassy claymation vibe of yes, old school totally. yeah. Christmas movies like Rudolph and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. no, I I feel like that was really well done. Mm-hmm. I liked that part a lot. Mm-hmm. So, so she essentially, kind of, her story mm-hmm. is that. Or do, do you guys remember what it is? I mean, it's, it's she kind of is she kind of is explaining the difference between Santa is there to, you know, give gifts to kids, but Krampus is about punishing mm-hmm. bad children. And so she tells this story about, or people who've lost the Christmas spirit. Um, and Krampus is there to punish. Yeah. If you're bad. Yeah. But like he, he took the whole village that she was from and left only her as a reminder. Yeah. Like, everyone else died and got sent to hell. But, like, she was left as the reminder mm-hmm. for what Krampus can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she was and, also left with a bell. Yes, a little green bell that says Krampus on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some people in the family believe her. Right. Some are more skeptical. Right. You know, it's like, ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Which, fair. At this point mm-hmm. in the movie, we haven't really seen, and the characters that are there haven't really seen that much. Right. Even the attack, whatever it was, was under the snow. Yep. Right? And so it, at this point, it's kind of like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it feels all very apocalyptic, but you're not sure why or what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's it's pretty immediately after Omi's story. Yes. That then we see... Like, my favorite was we see this <laughs> gingerbread man, like, hanging from a chain from the chin, like, down. Because yeah. the fire went out. Yeah, the fire, fire went out. Everyone That's fell right. Mm-hmm. And then the gingerbread man is there. And um, I just feel like it was just, like, iconic. Like, how yeah. creepy and cool that <laughs> yep. image was. Loved yep. it. It's like a goofy gingerbread man, too. Like, I swear, he's, like, he's like giggling. Yes, exactly. While he's coming down. Yes. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, and like I'll I'll get into this more when we like rate it. Um, but at this point in the movie, like right after she told this story, I was like, okay, like this is only about a 90-minute movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point in the movie, I like remember stopping it to see how much time had passed. And it was almost an hour before it got to this point. So like really not much had happened in the movie right, until an hour. And I thought, what the hell are they going to like, how are they going to wrap this up mm-hmm. in half an hour? But it is, once it hit, it was like very quickly it's, that everything happened. It was. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once it starts, it's just chaos, chaos and fast. Yes. Um, although I will say... Like I said, it's been a long week and I'm really tired. I fell asleep at this point. Oh. <laughs> right before the action started last night, I just was asleep on the couch. And I was like, you know, <laughs> you saw the family fall asleep next right. to this you cozy just... fire. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, like, I watched this and I was stressed. I was like, the fire, the fire's going out. And you're like, time for a nap. It's I like, oh, cozy. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we get the little gingerbread man coming down mm-hmm. the chimney, mm-hmm. and Howie, Howie Jr., I think yes. is the, the name of the kid, is the only one to wake up. 
Yes. And he sees the gingerbread man and he's like, okay. He just like, walks towards it and he just grabs it and takes a bite. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, are you kidding me, kid? Like, <laughs> yeah, the kids, the kids made me, um, they didn't seem like the smartest. You know, he was like that, right? The brightest <laughs> crayons in the box. Yeah, they make some interesting choices. <laughs> yeah. And then, it, and then, but it I just comes love it. Alive. He takes a bite because. Yeah, he comes alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and he, like... The, yeah. I don't even remember. I think he he comes alive, and then he quickly wraps oh, right. Howie up with yes. the chain that he had come down in. Yes. And so at this point, everyone wakes up. Yeah. Because Howie starts screaming, the gingerbread man is laughing. Right. <laughs> and as everyone is waking up, the chain starts pulling him up the chimney. Yep. Yes. And then uh, the mom, not his mom, his aunt, um, Tony Collette's character, like, is able to get to him before he goes up and is, like, grabs Mm -hmm. his feet and is trying to, like, pull him back down. Mm -hmm. And then everyone grabs her and it's just, they're all, like, chaotically trying to, like, pull him back down from the chimney. Yeah. And as they're doing that, Tony Collette's character, she sees the gingerbread man. Right. Like the gingerbread man is still there laughing. Yeah. And like so, alive. Yeah. Like. So fully at, at this point, it's like, yeah, like the cat's out of the bag. Right. People that there is something happening. <laughs> and I guess it's it's important that we also clarify this gingerbread man we're talking about is the size of a gingerbread cookie. Yeah. It's, it's not like a little guy. It's a, it's a small is. little guy. It's right. a little In case cookie. you haven't seen it. Yeah. Like it looks like a cookie. Like a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so eventually they're just not able to mm-hmm. to get him down i mean even you know he's tied up with a bunch of chains and everyone's kind of like latched on at this point and i i kind of forget what happens but she ends up letting go yeah um because it's just I- impossible and so i i think this is the next death i think right. we can assume that he's died yes yeah, I, I again wrote a question mark next to him because yeah. i'm not sure yeah i think like we can roll those into one like yeah, they, you don't they're, see the deaths in this movie really they're right. gone from the storyline for right now mm-hmm. like yeah yeah and then it's i feel like there's just so much attacking happening there's simultaneously so yes maybe we should just like talk about what what was your favorite attack? So the family just starts to get attacked by various yes. things. By toys come alive and yeah, uh, like lots of things are happening. So yeah. what was your what was your favorite one? Oh man. I I feel like my I think my favorite monster is the next may, maybe even the next death. Okay. Because it's it's the giant jack in the box because mm. I think that was the scariest monster. Yeah. I think Ooh. that one was the one that was like the most well done because when they showed him and, and he has this giant mouth that mm. like they must have added a bunch of slime or anything to. Oh, He's yeah. like eating one of the cousins whole. Yes. Like his yeah. mouth is like fully open. And it's just like this huge, and like you see the human inside the Jack in the Box. Yes, I don't know. There, I feel like there was something about that when I, where when I saw it, I was like, okay, yeah, this is the scariest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the scariest one they've done so far. Yeah, yeah, because he he eats. I think it's the cousin that Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. I think so. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's so creepy how that happens. And then I feel like that the big neck that 
you see Jordan's body kind of going into after it's been eaten. Yeah. It reminds me of, you know, like those those tunnels that people can go through. They're made of, um, they're, they're like, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. A lot of times kids will play with them and stuff. Yeah. Oh, like I was thinking, you have to give like the kid, the kid ones. Yeah. 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 Like the gymnast, yeah. In gymnastics classes. Yeah. It's like a little like, accordion tunnel. Or like they make them for pets and like the, yeah, accordion yes. tunnel. Yeah. That's a perfect way to describe yep. it. Yeah. So I feel like he's just like trapped in that. Yes. Um, yes. Which is like the neck of the jack in the box. Right. And I just instantly thought of, so one of the things I do in my job is I, um, I do a test on, um, on kids where mm-hmm. a lot of the time I'm just playing with them and kind of seeing how they respond to me. And yeah. so I'm constantly playing with a jack-in-the-box. Oh. Oh. So, like, at first, <laughs> when I saw the jack-in-the-box, I was like, this is my life. And so I was like, I'm constantly <laughs> oh my like, turning the thing for the jack-in-the-box. I love that. Um, to see, like, what the kid will do and do they like it and stuff like that. And so, it, um, yeah, it gave me flashbacks to my job. <laughs> oh my um, so loved- just as a... Um, Fun oh, fact no. on the the Jack in the Box, it's made up of three different people. Oh. In case you were curious how it works, so yes. there is a person in the front who is, you know, puppeteering the hands. And actually, I don't think he controls the mouth. I think the mouth was like a mechanical remote control. But mm-hmm. you have the person in the front moving. You have a person in the middle. Who does? I think she's just like kind of like a, like an acrobatic kind of person. I loved in the uh, DVD extras. She was like, "My job was to body throb, was just to, <laughs> to throb in the middle." Oh what my god! Like, what you put on your resume? <laughs> the body throbber. Yeah. Um, How do you explain that? Like, right? I love What's that. your last acting job? Well, I throbbed inside um, a jack in a box. Yeah. Do you have neck. any special talents? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and then. One person was at the tail mm-hmm. and they described it as just a nonstop ab workout. And I can't even imagine because, yeah. you know, they're like the tail is like, you want it like flailing, like you, you know, right. you want it to like sway. So I have no idea how she was in there, but I believe that it was um, yes. just ab workout mm-hmm. the that's entire so time. Cool. I, I would not have known that. Yeah. yeah, no, the the monsters in this movie, I will say, were very well done. I yeah, liked the overall. one owl one. It like looked the like a cherub? An owl. Yes, that yes, whatever yes. that was. I thought Oh, see, I so called cool. it an owl too. I was like okay. owl creepy doll. Yeah, like, yeah, whatever it was, but I loved yeah, that one. The reveal, like when it uh opens mm-hmm. its wings up when they first yes. see it. It's so good. Yep. It's so good. I I think the the little owl cherub thing would be my favorite too Mm -hmm. but since you said that i'll say my second favorite outside of that they were cheesy but i i really liked the little army of gingerbread men because they just like come (laughs) at they just came at you and they're like they just look so cute but they're just you know little killers yeah Yeah. so i liked them they were they were so cute um a couple and some info about the the gingerbread men so uh, most of the other monsters were just like practical like formed out of clay or like animatronics and stuff but the gingerbread men were digital okay uh, they thought about doing stop motion but i think it just didn't work i think they they tried it and it didn't really make sense so they are completely digital and randomly they are voiced by one of them was uh voiced by justin roiland who's the co-creator of rick and morty oh. and another one is voiced by seth green what like, oh just for funsies yeah they were the funny. voices behind the gingerbread men that's so random that's right amazing. 
I love it. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, like, the, the family gets attacked. And at this point, like, you know, we're just going through them. Like, I'm try- let's just think Wait, of, yeah, like, what were your survived. favorites? I, I think I mentioned my favorite was the Jack in the box. What, yeah. were, what were your favorite deaths? I loved, like, when the sisters were fighting him off. And I can't even remember if they both died or if they just got attacked. But I liked that that fight, Mm, like, where they were mm -hmm. in the attic together and, like, kind of fighting it (laughs) together. Mm -hmm. I like how they both took – they both had several times of where they would just shout out, for God's sake, shoot it! Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. They both both did that. So I think, yeah, my favorite – I think my favorite attack, even though – it wasn't oh yeah it wasn't a death was Mm -hmm. the gingerbread men so the gingerbread men go to attack the uncle and they're like they're like throwing little darts or something staple gun oh okay yeah and so he's he's kind of like backed into a corner in the kitchen and they're coming after him and he's but but the uncle himself has this gun and i love how he's just like shooting these tiny little gingerbread cookies with this like giant gun like a I know. huge shotgun almost kind of yeah. thing yeah yeah um but then uh he i don't know if he's out of ammo or what happens where he he can't shoot the last one that's coming after him and it's going to get him mm-hmm. and at first, so then all of a sudden you just see a close up of him and you see him kind of like take a jump back and i thought oh okay well the gingerbread man got him mm-hmm. but no their cute little dog was it rosie or what was rosie. yes i think it was rosie cute little dog rosie she just came and she was just ate the cookie like, yeah. yum, yum, yum. i loved that part <laughs> i know pretty, i think that was my favorite <laughs> I, know. I, I also love that the gingerbread men were hiding inside the gingerbread house yes because yeah. i think when, when he's looking for him you know i think they're like giggling like they're they're just they're so they're just like funny, right? Like they're, they like, are. they're, they're just, just trying to mess with people. Yeah. Um, and so you hear them giggling. And I think we get the shot of like one of them moving past like the window in the gingerbread house. Like they're yeah. hiding yes. in the gingerbread house, which I don't know. I feel like that was so funny. I yeah. Know. It was, it was pretty comical. It was pretty cute. So let's just like, who was left? Like Max survived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I actually don't I don't think that there I was think, a another Well death. the other the yeah. other girl I thought the other girl got taken the other sister like Jordan was the first one and then Jordan And then so Stevie is not until the very 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 end Okay before Max Yeah yep. so kind of the next big thing is that the elves show yes. up Yeah right right like they they're fighting off all of the toys that we mentioned plus more and then I kind of forget why. I, I think they were already kind of back in the living room. And you just get the window crashing in, and it's the elves. Yes. And I think even uh, Omi says, like, oh, the elves. The elves. Yeah. Yes. And I do like how the reason why they ended up back in the living room was because they're all getting attacked, like, kind of up in the attic. And mm-hmm. I like how the the wimpy mom, like, the one that's not Tony Collette, uh-huh. I feel like she seems so kind of... Yeah, just wimpy and uh-huh. not very strong or brave. And she just all of a sudden changes and she so, she decides to kick ass. Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> the so, mom strength, you know, because yeah. she sees her daughter. Oh, yeah. She sees Stevie is not she dead. Sees, yeah, she sees yeah. Stevie's there. And she's like, oh, no, here we go. I can catch yep. I can catch this this jack in the box. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> so then, then the elves come. Yeah, I guess before the elves come, we get Rosie's death. 
Oh, that's right. Because yes, is out. Yeah, probably because like, how could they do that to us? Oh my gosh, um, you guys! I really, the, honestly, don't remember this. The Jack in the Box goes in the vents, yep. and so they hear it going around. Yeah, and so they open up the vent in the living room, and Rosie runs in, and then you hear them fighting, mm-hmm. and you don't see it, right, Rosie? But I feel like you see it, like, even, like, wiping its mouth again or, like, like mm-hmm. it's pretty clear. that Yeah. The, oh, see, I chose to box. believe that Rosie just, like, bit it and ran away or something because yeah. I yeah. refused to. Yeah, because it, it's so yeah. funny. Like, when, when shit started going down, I remember thinking that, like, okay, there is both a baby and a dog in this. Like, how are they going to handle that? Because, like, I feel like there's certain, like, rules of, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know decency where like yeah you don't go there mm-hmm. and so i was like so what what's gonna happen to the baby and the dog like right i mean they just yeah. they don't show it right which right. i think is why they i i have a an unfun fact um but they talked about it during the director's commentary so i feel like i have to bring it up oh no i guess the day that they recorded that scene with rosie which would have been the the death of, of rosie the dog the director got a call from his assistant oh. that his bulldog was really sick and ended oh. up passing away. Oh, so it was like so one sad. hour after shooting this, you know, movie death for a little bulldog, his bulldog oh, passed that's away. That's so sad. It's like that's that's so that's just so crappy, as, right? You like film as, this scene and then it happens yes. to you. Like as much as I Cannot approve of anyone killing a dog in a movie. I would not wish that upon anyone. That's awful. Yes. Yeah. That's so sad. I know. I just, but they talked about it in the commentary and I was like, I mean, yeah, that's like a weird connection. It is. But it's, it's so sad. Like too soon. Too yeah. soon. Yeah. I think it was, I think his name was Jabba. Jabba the, the bulldog. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> bulldog. I would never own one, but they are just so funny. They're, They're so, so stinking cute. cute. Oh, the actual name of Rosie is Thor. Uh, nice. As you may have seen in the credits. Cute. Cute. <laughs> cute. Cute. That's amazing. Okay. So well, now, sorry, we can cut back to the elves. Then well, the I was elves gonna, show up. I was going to say, if we want to lighten it up, um, because we were talking about like the beginning of the attack, and mm-hmm. um, that was another time that one of my favorite quotes happened. <gasps> yes. So when they fir- when they finally, the adults start to realize, oh, shit's going down. This is real. I think one of the kids questions the aunt saying like, well, like, why are you believing it now? Or how, like, how you know, do you know? Yeah. how do you know that this is going to be bad? And she goes, I'm old enough to know when life is coming at your pants down. <laughs> I got to remember I'm that. So one. happy that you gotta- marked the quotes because it had so many great quotes, but I didn't write any of them down. I wrote yes. down only a few and there were so many more I wanted to write down that of course now I'm not going to like remember. Uh, yeah. Right. But, but then, yeah, there was just, there were so many funny lines. Yeah. It was good. So that was, that her delivery is quote. impeccable. So yeah, it was yeah, amazing. Thanks. So yeah. I mean, part of it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, so then, then the elves show up and mm-hmm. then, and then we get the baby because the baby yes. is just taken by the elf, right? Because right. The, the whole family is kind of pushed against the fireplace. Like they're kind of like gathering them up. Mm-hmm. but they forgot about Chrissy, the baby. Yeah. So yeah. an elf comes by, scoops her up and just runs away. And right. these elves are really freaky looking. Yeah, they are. They just have these 
masks. Elves faces. are so cool. They yeah they they were done really well. It looked like demons, like demonic like elves. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I loved the elves. These are I these feel are like they no were so fun. Yeah, these are no Santa's elves for no. sure. Yeah. So yeah, then the baby, and then uh, they decide that they're they are going to try to just leave anyway. Mm-hmm. And get on the snowplow thing, the the you know what family remains. Well, yep. but the elves, we get a couple more deaths, right? Because the elves take two more. Yes. Well, yeah. So I was so I was thinking like, well, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I was thinking then the family tr- like decides to go, but then Omi mm-hmm. stays back. Yes. But do yeah, the elves kill somebody that, before that? Oh, the, uh, yeah. Remember the elves are leaving, and they tie uh aunt dorothy to the sled or whatever they showed up on to drag people back to the underworld so Mm -hmm. aunt dorothy is like scooped away like they tie her up to the machine like shoot out yes and then um howard who's the the uncle oh yeah i think also i I don't know if he grabs onto aunt dorothy or like something else yeah elves but he like is like no i'm going after them right uh so he hops on so we lose both of those characters yep. there. Yes. The, and yes. then that's when they're like, okay, we're leaving. We're out. And I think the elves are leaving because Krampus is showing up. Like yes. something is makes the elves say, no, we're done. Like really. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they are, yeah, they're all like still about to- on the roof kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 They're all still about to terrorize. And then they all just like turn, like they hear yes. something, they turn and then they, then they leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. No, normally like I kind of make like a little mark by each death and I wrote down those deaths, but I forgot my little mark. So I. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, then they all go outside, but Omi stays back and like locks herself oh. in. Um yeah. and kind of like she's remembering a part from her old story where like that you have to sacrifice something. And so mm-hmm. I think she's sacrificing herself. Um and then we are just left with I think it's just the mom and the dad, the uncle mm-hmm. and Max mm-hmm. at this point. Um yeah, mom, I think it's mom, dad, cousin, aunt, and Max. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, and when when Omi was facing Krampus in the oh. house, mm-hmm. he's so giant and she's right. so tiny. And I just mm-hmm. noticed, like, he sticks his tongue out. Oh, at her, tongue. And mm-hmm. it's just so long and gross. Like, that yes. was honestly, for me, the grossest part of the movie. Yeah, it was a really gross. <laughs> yeah, the tongues in this movie. We didn't talk about it, but the, the cherub. Oh, the yeah. owl, like She has the grossest mm. tongue. Shout out yes. to Tony Collette for shooting that. Yes. Disgusting yeah. tongue all over her. <laughs> oh, so it was, like, like dark and, like, skinny and just. Yeah. 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 Yes. Somehow that one was the worst one for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so we get Omi's death is Krampus opens up like a bag of toys. Yeah. Right. They're having this moment. Yes. And then, yeah, he goes to open a bag and you see it's a bunch of like evil little toys. Right. Because I thought that was interesting in this movie. We don't actually see Krampus ever get anyone. It's all of his little demon minions. Minions. Get the people. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it was a reunion. It was a, right. the, she was special. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So then we get uh, Adam Scott's character, I think, because they're all running away. Mm-hmm. And yep. he sees the whatever thing that comes through the snow. 
but he has the gun. So he's like, all right, well, you guys get to the plow. I right. will stay behind and mm-hmm. try to fight this thing. And we see him run out of bullets. Yeah. Um, and it's it's pretty quick, right? So then we get quick. Then Linda, aunt. the the aunt, yep. who I think also just gets grabbed by yep. the thing in the snow. Yep. And then we get Tony Collette's character, who I think also gets grabbed. Yep. Yeah, like yeah. thing in the snow. Yeah, so they just, just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's just back to back to back. So yeah, then it's just yeah, Stevie and Max in the snowplow. Right, but the snowplow won't turn on. Yeah, because it's too and cold. I, <laughs> and I like how they. I think Stevie's um, saying something to Max, like you know, don't you know how to turn on a car? And he goes, like, we drive a hybrid. Right. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I don't know how to drive a stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then I think Stevie gets sucked out right or is that yeah he is it the elves it's more minions show up right i yeah it's like something grabs her and yeah something grabs her yeah i forget how stevie goes but but then max is kind of alone right Mm -hmm. and walking and he's walking and and then there's krampus and krampus hands this this object to max Mm mm-hmm and it's his ripped up letter yeah to santa that is wrapped kind of around the bell that yeah. we saw earlier from omi's story yeah mm-hmm. so it was his fault so right. it was his fault cuz he he knew the whole movie he's like i feel like this is my fault and yeah you should yeah, it was your fault so max he confirmed it it is in fact your fault yep yep <laughs> good going and then is this what how does how does that end? So then we so, see yeah. all the de- the demons kind of chanting, like they're okay. doing this circle this chant thing. Yeah, Max and keeps walking, and then he comes across them. Oh, so at this point, Stevie is actually still alive. Yeah, Stevie's yes. still alive. Yeah. So they're kind of like holding Stevie, like yep. they're gonna they're gonna do something bad, you know? Right. Um, and then Max decides, like he he starts to kind of try to offer himself, like mm-hmm. I take mm-hmm. back my wish, take me instead. Don't yeah, don't like take me. Stevie. Give my family back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the ground starts to open up. Basically, you know. A portal to hell. Portal yeah. to hell. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so Max is trying to offer himself up, but then the the demons just shove Stevie in. Yep. Mm-hmm. The whole, the portal. Yeah. Yep. And then Max is like, Saying I'm sorry, I think he's trying to just say I'm sorry. Yeah, trying to apologize. Mm-hmm. And then boop. Yep. And then oh, he Max gets too. <laughs> yeah, they throw Max in, and the screen just kind of cuts. Right, like it's done. Yep. Like they show him like falling, and then kind of like as he, I it's think like the slow like, motion. Like, yes. Oh. <laughs> as he yep. would kind of like hit the bottom, then yeah, it cuts. Mm-hmm. And yeah. He wakes up. He wakes up in his bedroom. Cheap, cheap shot on Christmas just, Day. <laughs> Uh-huh. I don't know how I feel about that, you guys. <laughs> I know. I have I have opinions, but and it's Christmas Day and everyone yep. is downstairs. The whole fam is alive. Yep. And, and everything gifts. is happy and cheery. And they're opening gifts. And they someone hands him a gift. And it's this little box. Mm-hmm. Well, before before he gets his little box, can mm-hmm. we talk about how this was all a happy, cheery, delightful Christmas morning? But one of the gifts that was given to mom, to Tony Colette's character, can we talk about that? What was it? I don't it think was I saw like it. the taxidermy 
Oh, oh yes. yeah. No. Yes. And the uh, uncle's well, like, sorry, I broke its foot off. And it's like the creepiest freaking thing ever. And the I think because this is like, a normal gift. Th- we're kind of we're, we're kind of made to believe that like they're rednecks like and they like hunting. you know and so like of course they would hunt like you know and so yeah i think that's honestly i thought was. that was so funny like yeah. i yeah if someone gave me a taxidermied like what i would was love it? it what even was that like a i don't know small mammal yeah forest animal but like i don't holding know holding something i don't yes. know if someone gave me like a weird like stuffed animal that you know i, I don't know i feel like that would i be would funny. love it so please note for christmas I was, that i'm expecting i was just these. gonna say yeah. um we do a family christmas exchange so yvette i'm remembering this for the next time i okay get it. yeah please do um, please mark this okay funny taxidermy Yes. Is what I'm into. The more random it is, the better. Yeah. (laughs) But like even better if like I learned to do it myself. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Things I did it myself. (laughs) Then it can be a homemade gift for you. (laughs) But yeah, so then then Max gets his gift. Yeah. And of course, it's the bell, the Krampus Mm -hmm. bell. Um, Yeah. And then it's like the whole family kind of reacts and we get like the sounds of everything yes. that we had seen in the movie, right? Like maybe it's coming back. Right. And then we get the zoom out of the house and then zoom out even more. And we realize the house is inside of a snow globe. Yes. In what we can only assume is Cram- Krampus's uh, workshop. Yes. With a lot of other little snow globes and houses. I did oh. like that scene. That mm-hmm. was a cool. I feel like that was pretty scene. fun. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a fun fact on the very end, one of the houses in the snow globe has the Bates Motel. I think oh, it's cool. like at the mm-hmm. very end, I think it's like in that kind of like last room that they show in like the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once they pointed it out in the director's commentary, I was like, oh, I see it. Oh, cool. <laughs> it oh, you know, cool. it's a motel. So it right. looks a little different from the houses. Yeah. Oh, how fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. So, so that's now that it. we're talking about it, I didn't think of it mm-hmm. when I was watching it. Do we think it really was just a dream or do we think it really happened and now they all belong to Krampus and they're living in the snow globe and Krampus just then made them think it was a dream, but is now going to continually torture them with the memories of that. It's not a dream. That's what I hope for. That's a darker ending that I like better. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, and they intentionally did it. They were like the two possible endings, like the two biggest interpretations were I, I think kind of either way it did happen right. and they remember, mm-hmm. but one option is it did happen. They all remember, but it's all good now. Now Max has to carry the spell as a reminder until the end of time. And Krampus is just able to like keep an eye on them. Yeah. Or option two is they all do remember it was it wasn't all a dream but the family is now stuck in this snow globe where like right. every day is christmas and they're yeah. forced to like relive this day mm-hmm. of remembering it mm. brutal okay, i'm gonna i'm gonna choose to believe that one yeah I like the movie more yeah yeah i just we can talk about other things about the movie but i feel like we have to talk about that it was all a dream and you know i get it it was like they they took the it was all a dream but oh maybe it wasn't I just, mm-hmm. I can't. I had a feeling that's where it was going. Like, oh, did I, you? Yeah. yeah. About halfway through, like, the intense attack scene, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I bet this isn't actually happening. Like, mm. be, especially because, like, Max was so, like, 
left out of the attacks. Like it was never Max being mm-hmm. attacked that I was like, oh, it's his dream. Yeah. Like yeah. He's watching this happening in mm-hmm. his dream. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how what I thought. Yeah. 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 I, I do feel like um I don't I don't know if I'd recommend like rewatching this movie because so I mentioned it. I think it's been like seven years since I watched yeah. it. But while I was watching it, I, I I didn't remember the movie because it had been long enough and I hadn't looked up anything. But while I was watching it, I think it was after like the very first death, like Beth, which is pretty early on. I was like, no, she's gonna be okay. Like so I, in my head, something yeah. was like no, it actually doesn't matter. Like, I I didn't remember exactly that it was a dream, mm-hmm. but from the very first one, it was like, oh, wait, no, they're going to yeah. be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And I I got that feeling, too, watching it, because I, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, know that this would turn into all, it's you know, just a dream. Right. But yeah. that's why I had a hard time kind of tracking the deaths, because I was like, maybe no one actually is, or not many of them. The DHL driver. Yeah. Well, right. But other than that, it was really hard to yeah. know if them actually died. Yeah, agreed. No, I mean, they. I think that was the only trotty, true death. Because mm-hmm. even everyone else was just taken. Yeah, basically. Right. So, right. I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like the it's all a dream is kind of a cop out, and I feel I like agree. it's overdone. And I think the there is still a way to do it. I'm not saying like no one's allowed to. I'm just saying when you do something that is maybe a little bit overdone. I know they were going for the cheesiness. Yeah. Like that was the goal. They were like I, we're inspired by 80s cheesiness, but mm-hmm. I I feel like there's just a better way to have done yeah, it. I was I, not I, I don't love it. Yeah. Yeah, I was not a fan. I was pretty disappointed once that happened. I was like, "Oh, yeah. that sucks." I know. <laughs> yeah. I think yep, for no. me personally, like I I think they kind of lost me with the second to like last lesson where Max finds them doing this weird like ceremony yeah. where they're all going back into the underworld. Like something about that for me, it was like once they got there, I was like, I don't know, it's too weird now. Like this is, yeah. I, I think to, that's when I personally kind of lost a little bit of interest. And then I think having it be followed up by oh, it was a dream, or maybe it wasn't. It was like, I don't know, you kind of mm-hmm. lost me like a few minutes ago. Yeah. So, this, yeah, I, that kind I, of I was not a fan me. of this movie. Um, especially <laughs> like, I mean, the gingerbread guys were cute. Oh, yeah. The minute that happened, I was like, oh, I don't I don't want to watch this movie. Like, I, yeah. I just instantly was like, yeah. yeah. It's I definitely that laughed kind of horror movie. more. Yeah, afraid. like I was like, oh, it's that type of horror movie, yeah. which I'm not a fan of. Like, that just... Mm-hmm dumb mm-hmm. comedy like that's not see but don't you my feel favorite like, thing don't you feel like it's a lot like the um well the movie that i really hated um the movie that the, you really hated with the, the what pilgrim no 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 the one Wait, which one was it um the one with like the pumpkin head uh trigger treat Trick or Treat. Oh. Don't you feel like that's kind of the style that Trick or Treat was, though? Same director. Oh. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. It's of exact course. same director. And actually, he wanted it to be that these existed in the same universe. So oh. there's a few little sprinklings of <laughs> Trick or Treat in this movie. I felt so much and and you both know how much I really didn't like Trick or Treat. Right. Mm-hmm. And I felt like so much of this movie reminded me although I do feel like this movie 
there were so many scenes that were so good. And mm-hmm. there were so many parts of the acting, like the lines, the the visual effects were so good. And mm-hmm. so I, I even wrote down, I said, these are amazing scenes, but I just don't care. Yeah. Like I, I, there was something that was just missing. Yeah, it was I think, missing something. Yeah, it was. It really. Yeah. And I think also like part of it was that it was just trying to be too many different things. Whereas like trick or treat was what it was. Like mm-hmm. the whole movie you got what Halloween you, story. Yes. Like yeah, I think it was trying to be too many different things. But this one, I just, I do. I think it was trying to be so many things that it never really got us sucked in. Yeah. Kind of remains surface level. Like, yeah. I feel very similarly about this movie as I do about Mm -hmm. Trick or Treat, honestly. Mm -hmm. See, that's interesting because I liked Trick or Treat so much more than this movie. Like, I feel the same mm -hmm. way. Yeah. I just, I feel like there were too many, like, yeah, kind of misses. One thing that I thought was interesting because while, while watching it, I was like, I don't like how this looks. And then they talk about it in the director's commentary. And I was like, that doesn't, I'm sorry, like, that didn't make it up to me. Um, was in that last scene, again, with that weird kind of ceremony mm-hmm. opening into the underworld, where we see Krampus's face. Oh, it's bad. And mm-hmm. it looks so bad. And he said, oh, it's because that's not Krampus's face. Like, everyone, like, all of the characters are wearing a mask. And mm-hmm. so that's Krampus wearing a mask like everyone else that's not supposed to show his face and it's like i just what the hell what then fully i and I, the mask looked too much like a face like make it look like right. a yeah. really obvious like, mask or I, the monsters i feel like were so well done in this movie i, I do think that's what yes. i will absolutely compliment them on like that they were really cool Agreed. the designs were fun they were new they were interesting but then when i saw that face i didn't like krampus yeah. i was like Wait, it's what? like he's telling an inside joke that nobody would possibly get. Like, what? Like, what? what are you doing, bud? Like, yeah. loop no, totally. us into your thought process here, because yeah, because I yeah. did not get that either. I just thought it was a bad no, same effect. That's yep. what I thought too. And it's like, wait, like this whole lead up, right? Because we haven't really seen. We've gotten like little pieces. Yeah, you know, like yeah. we'll see his like nose poking through, or uh-huh. like his mouth, and it's like this felt like the reveal of Krampus's face. Mm-hmm. And it was so disappointing. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think it was probably hidden in the shadows the whole movie because of how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, right. I just feel like that was a bad call. I think it took yeah. away from honestly how good of a job they did designing everything yeah. to say, oh, well, it's because you can't see Krampus's face, actually. He's wearing right. a mask. It's like, well, then at least make it a different mask. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I disagree. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. I agree with your disagreement. <laughs> yes. make, up to, make it up to me. <laughs> um, well, Laura, real quick. Did, so did you catch any of the references to Trick or Treat? I mean, I felt, the movie? Like, I, I felt like the um, the gingerbread men reminded me of Trick or Treat, but I don't think that they were in there. But kind of like the way oh, they okay. were running or and attacking the guy. Mm-hmm. Like I felt it felt very much... The way that the the old man at the end of Trick or Treat was being attacked mm-hmm. and kind of how he was like in that corner in the kitchen or whatever. So yeah. I, I don't think I caught any specific ones. Okay. Yeah. Because I think there were – I do think the biggest – and now if you guys are going to have to like fact check me because I watch all the DVD uh, bonus things. And so I watched all the extended scenes. So I'm pretty sure the scene was cut, but it's where Max is sharing his Halloween candy. Was that in the movie? No. no. Okay. 
that the most obvious one was that one and it ended uh-huh. up getting cut. Uh he uh is trying to um you know just like be nice to his cousins and so he brings his leftover Halloween candy mm. and when he opens the Halloween candy box there's the trick or treat lollipop oh. with like the pumpkin with the thing cut out mm-hmm. and the chocolate bars from nice. the trick or treat movie. So like yeah. that was the most obvious reference that I yes did get yeah. cut. I think one other one was at the very, very beginning. I think they're just showing like season's greetings at some point on the TV. Mm-hmm. And if you guys remember from Trick or Treat, the cartoon that Trick or Treat is based off of is called Season's Greetings. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So he threw in little sprinkler sprinkles in yeah. there because it was like he wanted it to be in the same universe. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, definitely yeah. picked up on it without that vibe. Yeah. Right. I can't believe yeah. you caught. Yeah, I can't believe you. You, I, I didn't know until I was doing the research, and I realized it was the same guy. Yeah, and then obviously in the commentary, he mentioned trick or treat a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, funny. Very yeah. So is now a good time to get into some psych? Let's do I'm a ready. psych. Okay, so I've mentioned. This has been a long week, and I have not had a lot of time. So this might be a little bit psych light, mm-hmm. but it it is an area that I am very much familiar with because it is my job every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we should first give our disclaimer. Yes. Like, uh, no, I was thinking of something cute. That didn't work. I'll cut that out. <laughs> but and just insert just, something cute. <laughs> insert something cute. And just remember, folks, she's not a real doctor, and these are not real people. No, Krampus is not real. These are not real gingerbread men. These are not real gingerbread men. And when So, <laughs> they might not be real, but maybe Santa's real. Yes. Maybe Krampus is real. Yes. And I feel like they, even though Santa's not a ton, he's not in this movie, but the idea of him is in this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel that Santa and Krampus are very opposite ends of the spectrum and just very much reminded me about the basics of human behavior and learning. Oh, okay. Okay. So back to the basics. We're going to the basics. So really kind of what what forms all behavior and learning and, you know, kind of decisions for people, there's a way to think about it. Santa uses rewards and reinforcement, mm-hmm. and Krampus uses punishment. Yeah. So we're okay. going to talk about kind of the theoretical framework and ways that either <laughs> rewards work or punishment works. Okay. So if the two of you had to pick, if you're trying to shape someone's behavior, because that's what both Krampus and Santa are doing, right? They're trying to that's change true. the behavior of kids. Mm-hmm. So, do you think reward or punishment works better? I, I, I'll i speak for, like, personally, in terms of, like, what works for me. Mm-hmm. For me, reward works better. I feel like when I, like, when I'm trying to do something, like, you know, I've been trying to get into, like, running. And I feel like if I miss a day and I get, like, mad at myself, like, it's like, oh, like, yeah, I can't believe I did that. I, I feel like that doesn't help me. Like, that doesn't actually change behavior for me personally. Mm-hmm. So I, I, for me, reward is better. Okay. I am on the exact opposite of that. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I have a lot of self-flagellation in my life, but I think that like 
a lot of times I end up rewarding myself like for fear of not getting it done in time or doing it correctly. Um, like mm-hmm. it's more fear based, which mm-hmm. is not healthy. That's why I see my therapist every single day. Um, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> Dr. Richard Nygaard, <laughs> Dr. Richard Nygaard, five times a day. Parks and Rec oh. reference. We are not actually saying Brianna's therapist's name. <laughs> yes. That is not my actual therapist's name. <laughs> I hope she's listening to this. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. Uh, either. So I was a nanny for like 10 years of my life. Um, and I worked with, you know, several different families and lots of little ones, different ages. I think that it cannot just be one or the other, right? It's, it's ultimately like about a balance, but I think a lot of like true steadfast will continue change comes from award better. Mm. Like, you know, change that actually sticks with them. Yeah. I think reward works better than punishment. Mm-hmm. I think punishment maybe like in the quick moment might be, but it's not like significant steady change or improvement. Yeah. I have what well, let's see, when did I first start? I have ten years, no, more than ten years of experience studying this at a ma- and you know, doing it in practice professionally and at a master's level. And that's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> my summary (laughs) well there you go we're done ladies and gentlemen thank you no so essentially yeah there is there is all there is all of this research and we'll get into a little bit more of it but one of the benefits of uh you know reinforcement or reward is that that is better for stable long-term behavior change Mm -hmm. one of the benefits of punishment is that it it does work quickly but it doesn't really last it doesn't make a lasting change yep so it all kind of relates to, I'm going to get a little dorky. So you can, pour, you can like cut some of the psychobabble out. <laughs> okay. You can right. skip ahead if you, yep. if you don't want to funny, like it. this, normally I do a little bit of research, but this one, it's like, I live and breathe this every single day of my life. Yeah. So it's called the ABCs of behavior. It's the antecedent behavior consequence. So something happens before. And then a behavior happens, and then a consequence happens. And so the consequence is going to either lead to the behavior happening again or the behavior not happening again. So that's where you get to the reinforcement versus punishment. So reinforcement increases a behavior. So there can be positive reinforcement or negative reinforcement. And this is the thing that people that are not psychologists it trips them up. It even trips up psychologists. It's hard to think about what is positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement versus positive punishment and negative punishment because it's not what you think. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, reinforcement always leads to an increase of behavior. Mm. So let's talk about increasing the having Christmas spirit or being a good kid like in this movie. Mm-hmm. So let's take Santa's approach. We're going to re- reinforce and reward. So if he, you are going to do a positive reinforcement, you're going to add something. That's what makes it positive because you're adding something. So you add something after a kid does something good, like follows the rules. Yeah. So a kid follows the parents' rules. The kid then gets a present from Santa. The kid is then more likely to follow the rules in the future. Make makes sense? sense. Yeah. yeah. 
Whereas negative reinforcement is that you remove something undesirable to increase the kid's behavior. Because again, reinforcement mm. always is increasing behavior. So this would the example for this situation would be the kid uh, follows the parent's rules, so the parents remove their nagging of the kid. Because mm. okay. the kid doesn't yeah. like the nagging, so if the kid follows the rules, they get rid of that nagging. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you contrast that to punishment, so you now take Krampus's approach. Mm-hmm. So punishment decreases a behavior. So like decreases the lack of spirit or like decreases you being a bad kid is what okay. I think Krampus's goal is. Santa mm-hmm. wants to increase you being good. Krampus wants to decrease you being bad. Mm-hmm. So punishment can also be positive or negative. If it's positive punishment, again, the, the whole point of punishment is to decrease the behavior. Mm-hmm. So you add something to decrease the problem behavior. So in Krampus's situation, you if the kid is being bad, you add terror and violence, and then <laughs> they stop being bad. Perfect. Okay. Versus negative uh, punishment is when you remove something to decrease their behavior. So again, in Krampus's situation, if the kids have no Christmas spirit or are being bad, you remove their presence and or family. Mm-hmm. 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 I see. So, into the void. so where is getting a lump of coal in this? So yeah. getting getting a lump of coal, I would call that positive punishment. It's all in kind of how you take the perspective. Okay. So so the getting the coal is punishing because it's kind of is yeah. giving you something you don't want. Mm-hmm. So it's positive punishment to try to decrease you being bad, but you could also kind of take the opposite approach where if you're not getting an actual gift, that's more like negative punishment. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. kind of like it's a little bit of each almost. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Kind of how you, it's kind of how you like what perspective you take on it. You can kind of argue a lot of times different ways. Yeah. That makes sense. But really research years and years. So like just, the most research you could possibly find, the evidence shows reinforcement is better for behavior change. Yeah. So some of the benefits, like we already said, it's more stable and it it can actually teach the kids what to do. So when a kid does something correctly, you then reinforce it. They then do it correctly again. And now they know, oh, this is the correct thing to do. Mm-hmm. Versus punishment, it teaches the kid what not to do. Right. But it doesn't necessarily teach the kid what to do. Mm-hmm. And also punishment, especially depending on what type of punishment you're giving, can just have some psychological scarring effects. It can go yes. wrong really quickly. It can lead to resentment and it has fast results. But yeah, it doesn't teach the kid what to do. Yeah. yeah. And so some critiques of reinforcement approach is that it kind of has this circular definition so it's like you can't really test that the reinforcement causes the behavior mm-hmm. you can show that it's correlated but it's mm-hmm. kind of an assumption that the kid is being good so that they'll get a present it, so it's mm-hmm. it's a little hard to prove especially scientifically mm-hmm. yeah but there is a a ton of evidence so in summary santa takes the evidence-based approach 
Good job, Santa. <laughs> Whereas Krampus does not. Yeah, Krampus. I love this. Love. And also the 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 other problem with Krampus is that it might well and punishment in general is it might temporarily stop that behavior like we talked about, mm-hmm. but it also doesn't address the reason the behavior happened in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because all behavior is a communication. Yeah. Everything you do is a way to kind of communicate something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so if you're doing if you're being a bad kid, it's to get some sort of a need met. And if you don't address a better way that the kid can get that need met and you only punish it, it's never going to get to the root of the problem. That's fair. Yeah. So this is what I deal with every day in my job <laughs> is these principles of this. So that's immediately where my mind went to. I don't no, know. I love it. Everyone that totally makes that. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, basically Santa, reinforcer, Krampus, punisher. Yeah. I love and it. psych. Mm-hmm. Well done, Santa. That's all I got today. Mic drop. Well done, Santa. <laughs> I knew I liked that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I still have some fun facts yes. that I got from my DVD commentary that we can go through. Okay, one, there was a alternate ending, but I, I'm saying that super excited because it really wasn't that different. I watched it. Okay. Basically, the ending is very similar. He wakes up. Goes downstairs, gets the gift, and sees that it's the Krampus bell. But with this one, there wasn't like the um the sound of everything that had happened coming back to the family. Mm. It was just that he Max sees the bell, turns to look at grandma, and she kind of gives like a like a nod, like a wink, kind of, you know, like, oh, you know, it, I I know what happened. Mm. And then it zoomed out through the window. But we just saw the house, not the snow globes. Oh. So, but that one, I feel like it was it was very much so they were going for like the happy ending. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, everything is fine, right? So, I didn't love the ending they went with, but that one would have been worse. Yeah, it would have been. I agree. I prefer mm-hmm. my horror movies to end in horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> At least a little bit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so for the inspiration, I think we've kind of talked about it. Honestly, I think they just really liked the idea of Krampus. I, I feel like there was just this era where we all loved, loved the idea of Krampus. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to make a movie. And for the director, he really wanted to kind of go back to movies like Gremlins and Poltergeist. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like that kind of 80s style, which honestly, I feel like with the monsters and stuff, I, I kind of, I feel like they did a pretty good job. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was kind of the inspiration. And, and I feel like that does kind of make sense with maybe why this movie wasn't very scary mm-hmm. if they were going for something like poltergeist gremlins right. which i don't know were those pg13 or those pg i, I feel they like had those to were have pretty one like they were pretty yeah, yeah. i mean like i think it's a lot friendly. different like when you have a horror movie that's centered around an actual child mm-hmm. like i feel like it's just not going to be as like yeah or hor- horrific because it's a yeah. child, like <laughs> you know. Speaking of which, uh, filming <laughs> this movie was kind of difficult because when you have a bunch of child actors and a baby and a dog, uh, pets also are limited mm-hmm. in how much time they can spend just recording. They were really limited in the time that they could shoot with the kids. 
which is hard in a movie like this where it feels like every scene has like 15 characters in it. Yes. Yeah. Like there really weren't that many like intimate scenes no. where it was like two characters talking, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was definitely an added challenge. Um, I think they made a joke about how it's like everyone says never work with, you know, babies and pets. And they're mm-hmm. like, and we just did all of it. Yep. I will um, say the baby was really cute. Like I, I always wonder, like, how do they get a baby to cry? Like mm-hmm. so perfectly. And I'm I'm always curious about that when I see it in movies, but she was a very cute baby and she played her part very well. Yeah. Like, I do think you think the- I was just gonna say, do you think they like because ethically right yeah make the baby cry so do they have to just wait for the baby to like cry? just be filming go, go, until go. It. <laughs> yeah i i do think this particular baby was on a horror movie set with a lot of loud noises yes. and people mm-hmm. screaming and kind of scary looking things so yes. I do, they mentioned that this baby cried a lot okay, okay. good on the set so i don't <laughs> think there was a lot of planning right um, I, apparently the <laughs> director kind of kept a little bit more of the crying in originally. I think just because, you know, people have a reaction to babies crying, mm-hmm. you know, where something inside of us is like, oh, no, baby crying in danger. Mm-hmm. Help us. Um, but I think the studio was like, maybe cut back on the baby crying just a little bit, which yeah. honestly, thank you. As someone yeah. who doesn't love hearing babies scream. I mean, cry, I don't know well, many people I'd, that like that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just going to ask. I mean, Yvette, can you can you actually even hear babies cry? Yeah, it actually just fully, I just lock it out yeah. entirely because yeah. you can't hear children so like yeah, babies listeners if well, you didn't already know that's this. because it wasn't a british baby oh okay. okay okay yeah listeners if you don't know this event um cannot hear children <laughs> especially in movies she has such distaste for it that it just instantly <laughs> blacks out and it's like they're not even registering it's you can't understand them. if they have an accent uh-huh uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. sure 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 it is <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's like the Charlie Brown parents, you know. I just hear yeah. horns. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Love. Anyway, back anyway. to the rating. Actually, for the movie, they were shooting for a PG thirteen rating. Okay. That's kind of what they were hoping for. It was like, it's let's be real, it's not a horror movie. Right. Um, so you know, it's like this is like a fantasy Christmassy movie. Let's go for PG thirteen. And one of the scenes that they flagged as kind of potentially making it R was when Aunt Dorothy is teaching them to make the spiked hot chocolate and she lets one of the kids sneak a a sip. They flagged that as something, you know, because you're showing minors drinking Mm -hmm. as a potential Mm -hmm. to push it to R. Which I think is just so funny where they're like, nothing else was an issue. Like a child fully getting swallowed by a jack-o'-lantern. That's like, (laughs) no problem. That's fine. (laughs) A kid having like a tiny sip of spiked hot chocolate, rated R. Yeah. (laughs) Rated R. Like the the Hollywood priorities blow my mind too. Because yeah. Yeah, like you're saying, oh, the most funny. horrific things can happen, but right. don't show a boob. Like, right, like God don't forbid, show a body part <laughs> that, that you know a significant amount of the population has. Like, right, <laughs> yeah, no, it's wild. Um, so for the kind of like creation of the movie, so they knew they wanted Krampus. the The original idea was a Krampus movie. You know what? Let's see what that'll look like. And I think the first draft was a more 
typical horror movie. So it was going to be more of like a town where people start missing, disappearing, mm. and then you kind of realize that, oh, it's Krampus that's causing this. So it's going to be more like horror. And then I kind of forget if he if he was one of the writers. I'm like forgetting his name. He was on the DVD commentary. So he's one of the three <laughs> who did it. Um, he doesn't like horror movies. He was honest about it. He was like, okay. I'm, just, I'm not a horror fan. And while they were making this, he was like, I would not watch this movie. I think it's not Christmassy enough. And that was kind of a turning point for them of, okay, let's keep this as a Christmas movie, like a Christmas spirit movie. Yeah. And that's when they kind of switched to the idea of, of focusing on a family. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it kind of formed from there. I think that was the right call. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that it's just you this family that you're. You don't want like a generic right. horror movie, right? You know, like that. I I feel like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And on if I if I watched this as a kid, it would have scared me. The, yeah, yeah. The, uh, visuals of it mm-hmm. are quite scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so the movie was shot in New Zealand. I don't oh. know if that was obvious at all. I don't think they there was anything that me, like, it clearly looked odd. Um, but the entire thing was shot in New Zealand. The Everything for the house and the neighborhood was shot on a sound stage, but one scene was shot, was shot on location, and that was the very, very, very beginning, which is the Black Friday scene. They oh. shot that in a hardware store in New Zealand to try to make it look like a big box store, and mm-hmm. I totally got that. At the beginning, I feel like they there was one shot where I was like, wait, are they in a Home Depot? I swear oh, there yes, was I, like a I thought the hardware lot, like- yeah, I thought they were in a Home Depot. Yeah. Like Home so, Depot has Black Friday too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? They were trying to make it look like a big box store, but it was ultimately something kind of like a Home Depot, but in okay. New Zealand. I, mean, I just thought that was funny because I totally saw it during the intro. I was like, oh is gosh. this a Black Friday Home Depot? Do <laughs> you think they have Home Depots in New Zealand? I wonder. I wonder. I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh, so t- they shot it there. And I guess one thing they had a really hard time with is they just could not find diverse actors. Like they wanted, you know, they were like, this this one scene, let's try to get some like real diversity in there. And I mean, it's New Zealand, it's an island that's, you're kind of limited on the cast and crew available to you. So I, they did try to get diversity in this first scene. I think they had some diversity in it, but I guess it was like shockingly difficult. Like they, they had to like really make an effort to wow. try to get some diversity in this very beginning scene, which it's I think you like, interesting. you never think of that kind of thing, like right? behind the scenes of a movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then even earlier, since the inspiration for this movie was so many 80s movies, I guess they asked if they could use the 80s Universal Studios logo as the intro to the movie, you know, instead of like the modern day one, but they said no. Oh, that's no. that's disappointing. That would have been cool. Rude. No. But if they let them do it, then they're going to have to let everyone do it. Yeah, so it's like, ah, uh, you know, it's made today. Use the current I logo. And, and, you know, I get why they asked. I think it would have yeah. been fun. Right. Uh, okay, so we did talk a little bit about the monsters, and I think we talked about most of them, but we haven't talked about Krampus and his suit and how they created it because i feel like it was actually really interesting so the actor who played krampus was inside of this costume he was like a short ish guy i think he said he's like five eight and so he stood on like these almost stilt 
kind of thing. It, it looked like he was wearing like really high heels where it okay. had like the hooves as like the platform and then it had yeah, like, like a platform. thin rod in the back. Yeah. So it, it kind of looked like he was just wearing like really tall heels. Um, but then the eyes, he couldn't see outside. And so the mole on his face in the front is a camera. And the camera goes to a little screen inside the head. And that's how the actor could see. Oh, my gosh. No, huh. so I guess the entire thing, especially when he first got in, felt like he described it as like a sensory deprivation chamber. Yes. Because yeah. it's, I mean, because they have a bunch of foam to lift everything up around him. Yeah. It's completely black yeah. because there's no light coming in. And then he can't see anything until they turn on the little screen so he can look out the little mole camera. Oh, that would be so terrifying. Like, yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it was impressive oh that gosh. he could move even, like, somewhat normally yeah. right inside of it. And then I guess, I mean, as, as we could see, uh, this costume had a lot of chains and yes. mm-hmm. heavy fabrics and mm-hmm. a lot to rig it up. And I think by the end, he said it ended up weighing about 70 pounds. Holy cow. Oh, my god! So he's, like, walking around the 70-pound sensory deprivation chamber, basically. That poor dude's like, platform heels. Like, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, in wild. high heels. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is wild. Oh, my god! Yeah, gosh. and so for the fingers, mm-hmm. they did. I, I feel like they, I've seen it before, right, where they have those, like, ex- finger, like, extender things mm-hmm. you know so when he folded it, it yeah you know, it's actually like five times as long right. so they made uh some of those and then put it inside of like skin looking gloves and so yeah. the scenes where we would see him using his hands um uh, like with omi you know where she's you know like touching her face that's how they did it okay is, you know using the the long fingers mm-hmm. but the costume i thought was just really interesting I yeah that's they did awesome. a good job with it <laughs> Shout out to the actor for staying yeah, there. <laughs> kind of makes me think of Matthew and his costume for Halloween. Oh my gosh. Where yeah. he, you know, he couldn't see or the hear. shrunken head, like, totally yeah. covered with the it, foam. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it was like that when I was the dinosaur. I mean, oh, I, I had the scream, but it was still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one monster that I'm absolutely shocked we haven't talked about yet is the teddy bear. I, oh, yes, there's yes. the teddy bear. The only ones I think we didn't talk about was the teddy bear and like the little robot guy. And the robot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So the the teddy was pretty easy, actually. That one was almost entirely a puppet. Okay. Uh, and it was really cool in the behind the scenes because I think it was three people who operated it. But it was kind of the most like a typical puppet where there was someone whose just hand was inside his mouth. Yeah. And then the people with like the little kind of like sticks connected to all of the extremities to mm-hmm. move him around. So okay. you see these like three people in like the green suits, you know, like moving them all around. It's it's honestly so impressive. Like when you see people who are really good at puppeteering. Yes. Yeah. It is so imagine. cool to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. yeah, the little teddy bear was just just a little puppet that they I used. <laughs> I did like the teddy bear and I liked how when the teddy bear first got stabbed through the eye by the mom the one mom, um, mm-hmm. it was like green goo. Yeah, like green goo. It was like um, like emerald green though. Yes, very cool. Yeah, and when he got shot, like blasted, shot in the head, like yeah. his brains were like that green goo again. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I the, that. I, the bear was good. I don't know how we haven't talked about him yet. I know he was a fun one. Yeah. Um, and then the little robot that you talked about that has like the scissors attached. That's mm-hmm. like stabbing yes. Adam Scott's character. Um. 
He was just 3D printed, and then they oh. had some like little mechanical stuff to oh, control okay. him. So pretty simple, but they I, I don't know. I feel like something about the monsters was yeah. really well done in this movie. Yeah, I agree. They were. They were. Um for the stunts, we so we talked about the elves, but I don't know if we talked about how they got in the house, which is that they smash yes. through the window. And honestly, even watching the behind-the-scenes version of them doing it looked so scary. Like, the window was made of breakaway glass, but they basically had them, like, grab onto, like, a rope, and they would just swing in. Oh, my god! Yeah, they were just swinging into the window. That sounds fun. It was safe. It was breakaway glass. They had a bunch of cushions on both ends. But, like, even while they were doing it, I think they end up, Going over, I think it's like the snowman or something, but it's like their butt basically scraped the snowman. Like oh it was, gosh. there was a pretty tight, you clearance. know, <laughs> tight clearance through it. Yeah. Wow. Um, that, I want to do they, it. That's how they did that. Cool. Uh, and then also getting the people pulled out of the house, mm-hmm. uh, Aunt Dorothy and Uncle Howard, mm-hmm. their their characters. They they basically tied them to like a crate, and by them I mean they're stunt doubles. Right. Um, they essentially tied them up, and then they had like a crank that you know was hooked up to like a ratchet, so they would actually like pull them reel out. them in, like fish. <laughs> they definitely look like they just got yanked out like that. Oh it was cool. My gosh. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> um. Oh, so I mentioned that it was, um, other than the Black Friday scene, was shot entirely on a, on a soundstage. So they used kind of like little camera tricks to show the neighborhood because a lot of things were done to like a certain scale. So like the houses were actually about one third scale. So like one third mm. the size of normal houses. And some of the cars were one tenth scale, but they would just use basically depth to mess yeah. with it, you know? If you have mm-hmm. the actor close, but the house is far, like, so they they just played around with the focal depth in order to make it look real. But the entire thing was on, like, a little sound stage. Oh, my gosh. That'd be and cool. I, I feel like, like it actually, I think it worked pretty well. Like, yeah, I, yeah. the scale looked right yeah, not, to me. Nothing was, like, obvious yeah. that it wasn't correct. No, yeah. I, like sometimes you can tell when it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this was, like, a model that right. they're no, using. I, I would have thought it was real An houses. actual street. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then for the snow, including that kind of section that I, I feel like we see them go through a couple times that like kind of like knee deep snow. Yeah. They used like this absorbent rubber kind of stuff. They described it as the stuff that they make diapers out of, essentially. Okay. Um, and I guess it was really difficult to walk in to the point where. If you wore shoes, your shoes would just immediately come off. Like you, you couldn't wear them well inside. So while they're filming all of that, they're all barefoot. Oh my god! Because they couldn't wear shoes. Getting through this like little section. So what they did is, you know, everything is fake snow, and then that section that we see the um, actors go through is deeper with that, like more of that fake rubbery Mm. diaper stuff (laughs) for them to walk through. Sounds fun. Right. So that sounds awful. Yeah. (laughs) uh let's see i think i'm is that okay one other one um i'm forgetting the the one the actor who plays the uncle he's been in so much stuff yes. i'm forgetting his name 
Um, no, I, I, like I feel like I thought this of all three of them, the aunt, the uncle, and the, the other aunt. Like I know yeah. them. His yeah. name is names. David Kochner. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kochner? Kochner? I think. Uh, it's K-O-E-C-H-N-E-R. Kochner? Kochner? Something like that. Yes. Yeah, but it's like I they seem very familiar. Yeah. Because he was in the office. I yes, he, he was. Played, mm-hmm. He played the asshole dude in the office. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Um so I guess he and uh Adam Scott, uh, they would just ad lib like the entire time on set. And so they they I did watch like the outtake scenes. And like, yeah, it's like they just like keep building off of each other. It honestly looks so fun. Like I, I do think they kept some of their scenes in because like they would just keep going. Like they yeah. would just kind of like keep throwing stuff out and like they would both like play off of each other. And I feel like since mm-hmm. they had so many scenes together, they kind of just like let them go, you know, like oh, see fun. what they would come up with. Yeah, Which yeah. I feel like that's just fun when they let the actors kind of just go with it. Yeah. Totally. Oh totally. You can kind of tell I feel like some of the stuff Adam Scott says it seems more like comedy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know if that that played a part from him playing off of that other actor, but you know, mm-hmm. just all these times like you got to be kidding me and stuff like yeah. that. I don't know. It just it felt more funny. Yeah, and more, I think it makes it more natural too. More natural. Like yeah. Maybe it's just because obviously they're both like good actors. Like I think they just knew kind of how to play off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the last fun fact I have is that we have a lot of Christmas songs in this movie, as expected. And it was very hard for them to get the rights because they don't like giving the rights to Christmas songs to horror movies because Mm. they don't want them associated with horror movies. I can see that. You know, it it kind of makes sense. And so they basically made the argument of this is more of a fantasy Christmas movie than a horror movie, Okay, which is why they ultimately did get the rights to a lot of Christmas songs. I feel mm-hmm. like at the credits, I was like, oh no, they yep. they used a lot of different ones in here. Yeah, they did. I, so. And I liked the... So that was interesting. Speaking of the songs, I liked the last song that they were saying like, oh, it was it it was Krampus words to a typical Christmas song. Oh, wait, oh, yes. Yeah. <gasps> wait, I'm totally forgetting it. I am too. I even wrote it down uh... with like little... Um, uh, musical notes because I was like, "There's no way I'll forget what song it was." And musical notes. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I just so I remember that. Like, remember it was to this music. Yeah, I just wrote like Christopher Krampus. <laughs> but I don't know. Anyway, it was it was cool because they were like basically yeah. singing about Krampus to a Christmas. Uh, yeah, a song that we're used to hearing about just normal, right? Christmas. Yeah, but actually, that was interesting that you know. They don't like giving the right. I mean, it makes sense, I guess, if, you know, it's like, right. oh, no, these songs should be, like, happy, cheer. Christmas yeah, that's fair. But I, I've definitely heard Christmas songs in horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's all of my fun facts. Well, those are good. good well, I decided fact. to do the This Time in History tonight for us. Yes. Yeah. So 2015 was a pretty quiet year. Other than us doing our 5K. Oh, right. Yes. Yes, I mean that was noteworthy. Kind of a big, kind of a big thing. I mean, we're big deals. We're big deals. <laughs> so one of the, well, the most important, I should say, thing is we had the premiere of Shit's Creek. Twenty fifteen was really our Shit's Creek awakening. Wow, twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. I know. I had to double check that one because yeah. it didn't feel right, but it, it is. I didn't watch that show yeah. until like COVID times. Yep, same. same. And yeah, it, same. it came into my life at the perfect moment because mm-hmm. it's such a great show and mm-hmm. 
is so uplifting and moving and funny and yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes. I, yeah, that surprises me. It was 2015. Right? Yeah. yeah. Some of the noteworthy movies that came out, uh, 50 shades of gray was 2015. That was our first. That was 2015. Uh-huh. Our first one, um, mm-hmm. inside out, which was, you know, the cute, like animated Disney. Oh yeah. Yeah. About yeah. feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Jurassic world. Oh, also live action Cinderella, which I feel like was kind of one of the first live action Disney movies to be a big deal. I feel like those got more popular after that. Became a big. That was kind of the first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Same. Was that the first of the Jurassic Park remakes? I think. Okay. Yeah, I was trying. Right. Mm -hmm. I think so. Mm -hmm. Um, Same sex marriage became a right in 2015. That was when it was like. You're good to oh, be married. Like official. Yep, yeah. official. Oh, like, okay, yeah. At the yeah. federal level. Which I love mm-hmm. that that was also the same year Shit's Creek that feels very like appropriate. I'm like, yeah. oh, I will love that journey for you. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. for everyone. <laughs> Netflix and chill became a, a phrase. That oh was my gosh. Yes. We started using that. <laughs> and then the last one is my personal favorite one because I just remember what a phenomenon this was. But it was the year of that dress that was either yellow or no, blue. No, not the yes. dress. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was 2015. Wait, so when you guys saw the dress, do you, or when you see the dress, do you see yellow or blue? I, I saw yellow. I think I saw blue, the black and blue. Yeah, I, I saw yellow. I saw I haven't yellow. seen it in a while. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with people? How do you see Like, blue? there's no way. I I know. But then once I saw the blue, I forget how I tricked myself into doing it. Once I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh. No, you can yeah. absolutely trick yourself to see both. There's yeah. a way. It, it yeah. really is wild. Like, All right, we're posting the dress. <laughs> what did you see? So that was 2015. We Those have were to the post big. the dress. We have yeah. to. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, we'll do a poll. God, that was so, so viral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. yeah. So it, was, it was kind of a quiet year for most areas but there were a few good takeaways but we, got we, found the ways to inter- we found ways to entertain ourselves we looked at a dress yeah we looked at, we a, dress. Looked at a dress the whole world looked at a dress <laughs> no wonder we ran killed. a 5k like nothing yeah. else is going on right <laughs> oh so good that's amazing all right so going back to krampus here on spooky sips we don't give stars we give sips so i will be interested to hear what do you two how many sips do you give this movie Honestly, this one, this one is kind of difficult because there is so much going positive. Uh-huh. The cast was really good. The acting was great. The monsters, I legitimately really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. There was so much about it. It was so positive. But I feel like it was just missing something. I like it was like same. a big, a big something. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is I, I think for me honestly, it's it's the fact that this is really more of a fantasy comedy. Right. Not really a horror movie. It's like it's trying to be a slight horror no. movie, but it's it's not quite there. Mm-hmm. So I think because it has so, it's so much positive in it, I, I can't give it like a one. I, I think right. I'm gonna give it a two. Okay. Two out of five sips. Mm-hmm. So that was that's my rating as well. I thought about this one because I was like, mm-hmm. it's not a bad movie but 
I didn't enjoy watching it. Like I, I was very distracted. I was very mm-hmm. like, oh my God, there's still 45 minutes left. Like, I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. I wanted to love it because it had all the ingredients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it just fell flat for me. So yeah, two out of five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I echo everything that you ladies said. And I, I originally thought, well, I'm somewhere between a one and a two and a half. Yeah. Because for the good elements, like I want to give it that two and a half because mm-hmm. I, I so appreciated so much of it. But yeah, I I mean, first of all, my first try at watching the movie fell asleep. Yeah. It's and then, sign. which, you know, doesn't mean it's a bad movie. I fall asleep to everything. Right. Mm-hmm. But also, I was watching it at like 7 p.m. So yeah. <laughs> still yeah. fell asleep. Yeah. Um. So I I think... I think I'm going to give it, I'm going to go for a two as well. Okay. Yeah. Let's Solid. be unanimous too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it was a two and a half until the end. Yeah. The yeah, end, agreed. the end, I was like, I, I really hated that sheep shot end. Like I, yeah, did not like it. Didn't like it. <laughs> That's one. Sorry. I unplugged everything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, at the end, I couldn't, I couldn't go with the two and a half. I was yeah. like, I, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've given better movies a two and a half. Mm-hmm. I agree. Same. And mm-hmm. I would I, I wouldn't watch this again. No. no. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yep. So we are at the end of 2023. <gasps> yeah. And now it's time for our 2024 lineup. Yeah. And yeah. you know what we're watching next time. But listeners, if you have a suggestion or something that you would like us to do, chime in either our email yeah. or our Instagram and yeah. let us know. Mm-hmm. But yes. we yeah. are going love to love a movie recommendation. Yes. But we're going to start 2024 off with a classic. Mm-hmm. And we're going to watch The Conjuring. Yes. Oh, we're going I'm excited back to, to talk spooky. about this one. I feel like we've had some fun with these yes. last few choices. Uh-huh. And we're we're going back to spooky. I think we're, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like excited to watch it again. Yeah. To talk about it. Cause I've seen it before, but like I have stuff I want to say, but I realize I need to wait until we actually talk about it. I know. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So it's going to be a good one. (laughs) All right. Well, we wish you happy holidays and a happy new year. And until we see you next time, that's it. Stay spooky. (laughs) Stay spooky. (laughs) Stay spooky, kids. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Love. Thank you for listening to Spooky Sips. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening. To stay up to date on all the spooky things we're up to, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Spooky Sips underscore podcast. And if you want to help support the podcast, consider buying us a coffee or really a cocktail. We are completely independent, so every little bit goes a long way to keeping our podcast running and improving. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks.